Hello and welcome to TU Dublin Talks, episode six. My name is Daniel Donovan. I'll be your host today. And joining me here is A.F. Hall. A.F., thanks very much for giving us your time. Thanks so much for having me. How are so you? So if you want to just, uh, I'm good. If you want to just introduce yourself to the people who'll be listening, um, so they get a gist of who you are. Okay, cool. So um, I'm A.F. Hall. Um, I'm in second year of sports management and coaching. Um, I'm 20 and I'm from Shankill in Dublin. <laughs> and yeah. So... Why we have Avon today, we, for anyone that follows us on our Instagram or our Twitter, we would have done an International Women's Day spotlight on Ave because she's the busiest student slash coach that we have and is doing a lot for women and girls in sport uh, in terms of promotion, participation, uh, support and then stuff like that. So we felt that there was still some more to tell. Uh, there's only so much you can put on a post, especially on Twitter, you're limited to 140 <laughs> characters per tweet. And there was a lot that we couldn't save that we'd like for our people to to know basically about you. Because um, as we said in our uh, our spotlight, that Ava, we consider Ava as a role model in um, women in sport and in terms of just being a sports manager and coaching student. So um, I'll start off with, so like we said, that Ava's a coach and obviously a very good one, sport being football <laughs> um, and obviously played back in your day as well but just bring us back to when you were younger um, and getting involved in the sport how did how did that happen how did you actually get involved in football um so basically my little brother started playing football when he was like five whatever and I wasn't playing at the time so I think it was like eight or nine so when my little brother was starting um I just went over like I just used to keep ball with my dad and then basically in Shankill the club that I'm coaching in now and um, basically there was a couple of girls and they started up like a team I think the start was like six six girls maybe and then someone took it or whatever and then eventually they got enough numbers for a team and then yeah there's still up until last year the team was still going um, and I just played it then the whole time then through since I was eight right up until I was like 20 so yeah yeah so you've also uh, you've also represented the MGL so for people that don't know what it is it's the Metropolitan Girls League and would be kind of the the female equivalent of so for any last that would have played football in Dublin growing up they'd know what the DDSL, NDSL and SDFL teams are. They're basically academy teams and the MGL is the, the female equivalent of that. But how did you get involved then with the MGL? Um, I think I went for trials whatever before and then eventually I made the squad and um, I think I played it for three years, three or four years, three years maybe. Um, I got to captain the team as well which, which was nice. Um, yeah, and it was good. It was the years I went in, I think the two years we played, it was under 18 interleague. So it was constant games and um, both years we got to the final. Both years we lost. But um, yeah, no, it was good. It was a good setup to be in. And then, yeah, it was, it was just, and I remember you and Tiff and all that. Yeah, we like, had our experience then, out there. Then from that, then they kind of got me involved then with the coaching aspect mm. of things. And then obviously I'm, I'm still there now, but. Yeah. Yeah, me, nice uh, me, me MGL jacket here, <laughs> repping still. So uh, yeah, the MGL no. will hold a lot of cup competitions for different age groups, and they've all kind of different names as they go on. Um, like I was there myself and Tiffany, and would have been Megan Looney as well at the time, had a brief stint doing a bit of coaching out in the MGL. Um, Mick Noonan got us involved, who was a, yeah. a lecturer in the college and also a coach out there. Um, so he had asked us to come out and do a bit of stuff with them. It's, it was more so prehab and things like that, warm ups. But um, through that, then 
I went down to, I don't know what year it would even be now, it was the Gainer Cup, which is for on the tour teams and 15s teams, uh, down in the University of Limerick. Um, I think, were you at that one? That uh, year? I could have, no. Yeah, actually, I could have been. Because I remember I went down yeah, with, watching. yeah, with Andre Berg and Sarah O'Donoghue. Andre would have oh, been yeah. a, a previous intern and Sarah uh, was a sports management and coaching student. And I remember uh, us driving down to, to Limerick together. Uh, for the weekend, that was a bit of crack. That was good. Yeah, no, it's a good weekend in fairness. It is. We stayed in the the student accommodation, and I slept yeah. on sofa cushions because there was only <laughs> there was only the the one room. <laughs> um, but that was that was a bit a bit of laugh. Um, but you've also then you've also represented Wexford uh, in the women's national league as well. Uh, in your uh, time playing. Yeah, no, I did. I ended up I was down there for a little while trying out, and then I ended up I didn't I didn't do anything with the National League in the end. Same with DLO, well it was UCD at the time. Mm. I just, I didn't end up doing it. It was just, it was the year to leave insert and yeah. I just, and then this is when I was just kind of starting getting into coaching and then I always kind of, like you get more, I feel like you'd more, you'll have more of a career doing coaching than you will playing. So I never really kind of, I never really kind of, like maybe now I'm kind of like, oh maybe I would like to play in the National League but like it doesn't bother me too much because look when I look at it, I have a lot of friends that play and mm. people that I used to play with that are that are playing in it, and it's nice. But I suppose I'm vo- I'm involved now with the coaching side of it, which which I'm enjoying. But yeah, yeah, and obviously like you've you've did play for a long time, and now you've kind of you've transitioned now into being a coach. But um, like I said, coming from playing from Sh- with Shank Hill from Skillgirls all the way up, and then being involved with the MGL, and then times with Wexford and Waves and stuff like that. Um, it feels like you're I know, like, whenever I talk to you, like you've you're just been a coach for so long, but then you forget that you played for a lot longer than you've been coaching. What would you say um, would have been your kind of your highlight of being a player? Um, I loved I loved the the whole going and playing with the. I loved playing with the Shankill team. Like they were all good friends of mine. Like we're still a great group of mates, and you know, playing the whole way up with people like since you were literally kids, right up until like I was twenty, and then. The MGL, I love, I love that. The just, it was just, it was fun. It was a bit of laugh. It was serious, but it was good in a way. Like I made friends for life. Like, mm. um, and it was good going at, at the weekends and you know going and playing at different places and all that type of thing. Like I did enjoy it. Like I didn't know I really did enjoy the the MGL. Because mm, I know, like we were saying, like the MGL was fun and stuff. But like for people that don't know what it is, like the MGL is a serious thing. It's representative teams, it's oh, academies. Yeah. Like you know I mean, it's the top players. So. But it's good as well that you can enjoy it in that way. Um, like you're saying that. Yeah. I think everyone, like even with, I spoke to Dan McKenna and Colin McCabe in, a, in an episode we recorded and asking them what their highlights from playing yeah. abroad was. And they, everyone seems to say it's the relationships you build and the good times you have more than the actual achievement side of things. Like, so I've obviously yeah. done me digging into your career and stuff and seeing that you've won the Libra's Cup and you scored two goals and was player to match in that. I don't know, people would think like, oh, that's, that's the highlight there, but I think it really is like, it's the other side of sport, like the, the more personal side of things when you're saying you're making friends yeah. and connections that uh, people kind of overlook when we're talking about highlights. But it's nice that like the people we've spoken to, like our own students, that's what we see, what, what you always value more than just yeah. winning things. Um, so you've, like we said, then you've represented a lot of teams and football being huge. Um, we we're talking about the post we stuck up on Twitter, and funny enough, like we've been saving the post for International Women's Day because obviously it's yeah. it's only one set day. But your dad had sent us stuff, um, had sent us the stuff we were actually going to post. Oh, so he, yeah, Al Barry. 
didn't even Shout out to that. Barry Hall. Well, he's obviously very, very proud of you. And he was, I know he was commenting on the stuff that we posted and like he had said thanks to us then even just for posting it. Um, he's obviously very proud and must be very, must have, have been and still been very involved uh, in your yeah, kind of love of no. football and stuff. Yeah, no, he's kind of like the reason that I kind of started, you know. And then from, I have to give to him from, um, like when I started with those, those six girls way back in the day, like a while into, he was managing my brother's team at the time and then he took over and like he's like the head of girls football in the club. And like now there's, there's a, a girls academy, there's an under 10s and under 11s, there's an under 13s, there's a 17s and then there was a senior team. And like my dad like made that kind of like got girls in and like fought for girls in the club and like made it possible. And like he still is majorly involved in football and brings me everywhere that I have to go. But, but yeah, no. I have to give it to him. If it wasn't for him, like I wouldn't be involved in football. Mm, it's great to have that sort of role model, like so close to home. Like I know some people look up to other players or professionals and stuff like that, but to have someone that's like it's your father and you have such a close connection, yeah. it's good. And I, you can see how he's obviously rubbed off on you, him doing that much for women in sport. And I think you're yeah. doing the exact same right now. Thanks. Um, then I know we're talking about your dad, like obviously getting you involved and stuff. Um, and we talk a bit about playing. We are obviously like you're a big supporter of sport. Um, obviously yeah. you go to games. Like I know you're a Rovers fan, and I won't hold it <laughs> against you. Um, I'd be a Pats fan myself, but we won't say any more on that. But obviously, yeah, you do. You support. You go to obviously Irish games, like men's and women's. You seem to just yeah. be a bit of a sport fan more than anything else. Yeah, I think just in the family, you know, like my like my brother and my dad and my mom, like we're just into sport, and it was always been a thing. Like it was like sport was always just a thing we did and I always played sport, I played different sports and that kind of thing and then if there's ever a match on, if it's close or anything, like you'll always see me at it, just something to do and yeah, I'd say I do love it so. Yeah and then obviously at, now you've made the decision like you've transitioned from uh, a player into a coach and was that a diff difficult decision to kind of make to stop like playing like which I made so with your club and to say I'm gonna like have a proper crack at coaching now like yeah, well, see, like, what happened was um, I never kind of made that big decision saying, right, I'm picking that over one over the other. It kind of happened kind of gradually. So I think I was, in, I think I was 15, and um, Tony, Tony Pucci, he's, one of, he's a really good, a really good friend of mine. He, he was a coach for me for years, and um, basically he ran a girls' academy in Wicklow, and I had, like, players such as, like, Anya O'Gorman and everything. He coached all them, and he said, I'd love to start one in Shankill or whatever. So he was like, I think you'd be really good at coaching. Would you want to get into it? Da, da, da. So eventually he set up this um, girls' academy and I just got involved coaching. And then from that, little by little, it kind of progressed. It kind of went into summer camps. Uh, Anya O'Gorman and a few of the Bray lads set up their own summer camps and they gave me a chance to go and coach with them. And then I got involved with the FAI camps and then by bits then I was like taking teams and then yeah it just kind just of snowballed. Like, yeah it kind of just became bigger and bigger and then eventually it was like working out that I was training maybe two nights a week and then match of the weekend and in those slot days in between I'd be coaching a team or whatever and then event like eventually I was picking up a lot of injuries and little niggles and then um last last summer I just I was going away and then I was injured or whatever and then I just I never said I'm giving up football mm. I just and then the team folded so I haven't really well, I played in the college but yeah 
I think, like, part of me now, yeah, I might go back and play, I don't know. Hallow wants you to go back to Moscow. Yeah, for the mighty Bosco. <laughs> but um, I'll see. I think I'm happy. I'm content with coaching now. Um, I think I just want to stick at it. Um, it's going well. And mm. then, like, put all my time into that. Yeah, and obviously it is keeping you busy. We'll go into kind of the bit more in-depth into what you're actually doing in coaching. And we'll build our way up to it. So obviously then, like, yeah. we're saying you're a coach. And to the level you're at now, you obviously need to get onto the coaching ladder and start doing badges and stuff like that. So how did you get into your badges? So what happened was, back when this academy, the girls' academy just started with Tony, um, I was playing for the MGL at the time. And Sharon Boyle had, like, brought out this kind of program type of thing. It was um, female only, kickstart one. So basically we were asked if we want to do it. A couple of the girls in the MGL or whoever, any females around Dublin that wanted to do it or whatever. So I signed up for it and that was grand. We all went and did it. And then fair play to Sharon. Sharon got like the ball rolling. She had like in the space of a couple of weeks, she had the kickstart too then for us to do. Mm. Then like after school, like at even at times and all, she sorted out nights between training. She had us doing 4v4, the 7v7. She got us doing the strength and conditioning. And that was all just through her. We, it was a group of us that did it. And then I think I waited, I think I might have waited about a year. And then I'd never done like a mixed, um, I'd never been in a mixed coaching environment, mm. of course. So I had to go do my D license. So I went and did that. I did it in Cherry Orchard. I was the only girl. And it was full of all like, you know, know-it-alls. Mm. And how was that? Was that in any way intimidating, being the only girl? Like I, you're saying? I, remember, I remember going into the room and um, my dad dropped me out and he was sitting outside waiting on me and I was thinking, oh, I don't know about this. It's like, it's a bit intimidating. I was only like, was a couple of years ago, three years ago, I was probably only like 17, mm. going into the room, full of lads. Um, and I was thinking, oh, I don't know about this. And you know, when they ask questions, not, so it was actually, it was grand in the end. And then from that, then I think I waited a year then again and I did uh, my C license. But that was like the first kind of one that was a bit more serious. Like, mm. That was two blocks. It was four days and then two days. Um, it was mixed again, but there was a couple of girls on it, and I didn't mind at that at that stage. It wasn't like a a big deal. Mm. And then obviously, then at the moment, I'm on my uh, B license, so I was very fortunate to um, be picked to be in the fully funded by the mm. UEFA and the FAI and um, to do the female only UEFA B. Yeah. So I was grateful that when I applied for it, that I was given the opportunity to uh, to go on the course. Yeah, yeah, you're in uh, Fowler Island as well, weren't you, with them recently? Yeah, so it was the first block we did it in um, November. It was in Abbottstown, and then the last block was in February, then in Fowler Island. And then we were meant to have our final um, our final assessment, whatever, now in May, but doesn't look uh, like it's going to go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we're meant to graduate, well, if I do graduate, um, it was meant to be in July, but sure, with all this happening, I don't think it'll be happening until later in the year, but... Sure, yeah, but it'll happen at some point anyways. Yeah, exactly. And you'll get your B license then. Uh, and obviously, like, for people that don't, like, if they're not kind of involved in football or they don't, like, understand kind of the, the coaching ladder and stuff, you need to kind of, like, we'd spoken about a bit with Jamie Moore because he's obviously, he done the same yeah. thing. He's gone up to his, uh, his A license and stuff now that you yeah. need, if you want to kind of coach at certain levels or if you want to, like, be a manager at a certain team, certain ages, you need to have these um, these badges so obviously at the minute, yeah. the B, what is the B licence, what is that entitled to you now at the minute, when you like, uh, when you graduate and get it? Uh, any League of Ireland team um, or Women's National League team, you have to have a minimum of a B licence to, to coach in there. Grand. So yeah, 
you're, you're getting way up there now. So there's only really the A license left after that. So, yeah, and I suppose, yeah, what I'd say you're 20, 21. 20, yeah, 20, 20 this year. Yeah, so turning 21 with a B license, you're obviously in a great position. Like, you've some people yeah. might not get into their badges till a lot later and it takes time to obviously time and money to get through them and commitments yeah. and stuff like that. So, you're obviously in a really good position. And that's obviously one of the reasons why like, that we are having you on today because there's a lot of people who will be saying they want to be a coach and who are doing the degree but mightn't do too much coaching outside of the actual degree. And yeah. obviously this is where you learn your trade and you're going off and doing the extra stuff like the doing the, the B license, C license, like you said, they're blocks of work that, and they come with assignments and stuff. They're not, they're not yeah. a joke. Like you don't just go out in the park with a few cones. Like no. There's assignments to this and stuff. There's a lot so to I think people have to realise like there is a lot of time and effort that it does go into it. Like it, it isn't easy. And um, like I'm still doing the assignments at the moment. They're mm. they're due next Friday. Like there's like six. I think there might be twenty maybe, and they're all like they're paid as long. Mm. You have to do them. But I think I think people know that when you're getting to that level of badges or whatever, like that's what does have to go in uh, to do it. But yeah. But right, so we've kind of touched on all the playing stuff and you've gone into coaching a bit so on any given week when obviously we don't have the coronavirus and <laughs> uh we're sitting at home 24 7 more or less um you're coaching a whole number of teams and more recently you've been taken on to the coaching staff in dlr waves as an assistant yeah. coach so dlr waves which would have been if people know them previously as ucd waves our women's national league team so you were taking on the coaching staff there. How did that come about? Uh, so, Graham, um, the manager, just came to me whatever, and I'm very grateful uh, to him and I'd like, like to thank him for allowing me to, to get the opportunity to come in because I did know that I, like, I knew myself doing the, the B or whatever that I would have to, to make the step, the step up and put things into practice and Shank Hill being one of the path, the, basically the Waves have a pathway to do with uh, all the local teams mm. so players then can progress through this pathway like the good players and then go to the waves so Shankill being one of the clubs or whatever and then my dad is involved with, with DLR and Graham just came to me like offering did I want to to come up and get involved and I did um, but yeah I'd just like to thank him and John for, for allowing me because I think I'm glad that I have the chance to, to, to go and make that step up mm. Uh, to the National League. Yeah, and obviously we have one of our students, uh, first year sports management coach and Kira Mara is one of the yeah. one of the players. So players. you've gone from teammates on yeah. the college for the college team that to was, being the boss. That was one of the things like I was I was a bit nervous and like a bit about because like a lot of these players, like a good load of the team I've played with well, only up until a couple of years ago or I'm friends and I was thinking, I don't know how they're like you know, when you arrive, you know, these are just kind of like, they think I'm serious about it or not, but they're, they're all, they're so nice and cool about it. Like, no one has ever, like, I don't even think they've thought of it like that. Um, because they, they know that I've I've put the work in and they've seen that, you know, I'm doing the badges or whatever. But, yeah, it's 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 a weird thing going from teammate to then being then on the, on the coach. And yeah, stuff, and times then, like, you can't, you kind of have to, like, keep that not division but there's a line where like you're not yeah. you're not a player anymore you have to be not that you're never yeah. not serious but you have to be like official and this is your yeah. your your role now but yeah. obviously there is like 
there's kind of an interlink between it where you're, you are at this similar age and something you would, would have played them. So you can have that bit of a kind of maybe a more, a bit of a closer relationship with some of the players then. Yeah. I think that can play into your favour and um, you can get along yeah. with, with some of them obviously exactly. a little bit more. And obviously, yeah. like, I think it's John, is it Sullivan or Al Sullivan? Uh, John Sullivan, I think. Well, yeah, I always, I always forget. Um, <laughs> John obviously would have been a League of Ireland player himself, played for Bray and played with Crumlin United and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's got a bit of pedigree as well. So, but it's a nice mix between the two. He is like being a bit younger as well, yeah. and then having Graham to kind of be the, the the head man. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm grateful that they, you know, they they're two good coaches, and I'm I'm glad I'm able to go into an environment, you know, where like. They're, they're nice lads and they know what they're at, you know what I mean? Mm, and you can pick yeah. up a few bits off them as well. Like. Yeah, exactly. And it's all, like it's annoying because it, literally I've only started with it and then obviously the coronavirus is broke, <laughs> so haven't really been up. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it now when all this blows over and the league starts and being able to, to get in and get involved. Yeah, and hopefully it's... It, well, obviously we can't rush it, but as soon yeah. as I possibly can to keep everything safe because I know I'm certainly missing the football and yeah. Uh, everything leaving like the League of Ireland on Friday nights would have been like what well, I'd more so into. So I've only been to yeah. the one actually women's national league game. Obviously, would be a, a supporter of women taking part in sport and stuff. The first one yeah. I went to was uh, P Mount against Shells, so we went out to watch oh, yeah, yeah. Ellie and Nisha. The, it was the week, so they played Shells the week before, and if they had a one, they would have won the league, but they yeah. were beaten, and then they yeah. played them the following week in the semi final to get to the Aviva, and they won. Um, so that was kind of my first. Uh, obviously, had watched it, like watch say women's games elsewhere, but not actually women's national league. Yeah. Um, but that was really good. It was like good standard to the game as well, where a lot of people were thinking, ah, it's a bit of a bit of Dawson. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, they kind of discredit it. Yeah, I think people think, oh, it's only girls football, but like mm. genuinely, like if you go and watch a game or whatever, like the standard of players and like and teams are are seriously good. Like, I think everyone should like or like push themselves or you know if you have time do definitely go and watch a game mm. like it is well worth going to see like yeah because that's what I said to myself after like I'll definitely be coming back to watch a few more games like you mentioned yeah. Anya O'Gorman there uh, coaching with the camps obviously she played for Ireland senior women's national team yeah. there in their game in Tallah Stadium and she plays for P-Mount so it's a bit different in the sense where you've you've are kind of your top League of Ireland players bar Jack Bourne uh, yeah. James Talbot and um, Mr. Fedoff Rovers, Graham Burke. Like, yeah, there's very, very seldom a, a men's League of Ireland player will be called into the, the Irish senior men's team. Yeah. But you see a lot more of it in the women's team where uh, your team, the players who are playing in the, the senior team are not essentially playing in England where all the Irish men's players are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we still have some of our top players here that are still home playing, which is good to see. Yeah, a lot of the girls, um, a good few of them now do play, play for the, the national team or whatever. Um, a lot, of, There's a good few that play away, but there is players still like in the league that are, are playing. And same with like under-19s and things. Mm. A lot of them play in the, in the national league and then play for Ireland as well. Yeah, even obviously we had Ellie, our own student, uh, who was yeah. called, up for, <laughs> called up for a friendly in the game. It was, called, it was called for two games, but she played against the USA, yeah. who are current yeah. world champions, like, yeah. which is insane. And then she was called up for, what was the other game? It was in Montenegro or something like that. Or, yeah, one of those sort of teams anyways, which was fantastic. Obviously, Ellie being uh, another sports management and coaching student and the player for the, the college as well. 
Um, speaking of college football, obviously you said earlier on that that's where you still do your, your bit of playing. Um, yeah. That's where you can still get the minutes. Obviously, it's yeah. you're so busy with all the other coaching, it'd be hard for you to even try and train and play games. But talk to us a bit about college football, like just your experience with it since you've come in, um, how you found it. Yeah, no, I love I love the college football. I think it's great. Um, it's a great group of girls um, from even last year on this year. Um, and there's some really good players, you know what I mean? I think um, like there is possibilities for us to do really well and things. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it was good last year with the trip away, well, up to Belfast for the, for the final and then winning the futsal was a bit of a laugh. And then this year, the same again. Um, the futsal as well and, and the matches. It was unfortunate, really, with the numbers, but hopefully now, next season, maybe a few new students might yeah, join and, and uh, we can get going again and hopefully win a few games. Yeah. Get to a final, maybe. <laughs> yeah, something I couldn't get used to. So, if anyone that doesn't know, I uh, was the gaffer for the girls' team this year and was really looking forward to it. I had said to myself, I remember I was in fourth year, uh, obviously, of college, and would go out and watch the games where I could. Um, and I think we went to one or two of the away games as well. So tried to get out and support the girls and stuff because they're obviously a yeah. really good uh, group and stuff and played some nice football. And I was like, obviously planning on applying for the internship. And I was like, right, if I get this internship, I'm going to take the <laughs> girls team. <laughs> and like you said, we had we had a good year. Uh, a bit of laugh and stuff. Uh, some of the results went our way and some didn't. But we also yeah, had a couple yeah. of games where we were playing with like nine players after injuries yeah, and stuff, so. people going down. But um, like I said, it's a nice. I think it's a nice mix. Like you have the likes of so we've mentioned Ellie, who has gotten a, a senior national team call up yeah. who will play, and then Seriously, you have girls yeah. who will get involved just because they just they want to try out football. So you have like literally yeah. people playing at the top level of their sport and girls that are only introducing to it. So it's a nice yeah. sort of mix. I think um, it's good with the team. Um, like no one looks at any anyone differently. Like oh, no one's like, oh, I play for such and such, and then mm. someone that doesn't play. Like I think it's just. An all-round good group of girls, and like everyone's just there to play football, for the same, like for the same reason, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah. And like you have said, obviously you have been successful winning the the futsal um, yeah. last year, getting to finals and stuff. Um, obviously it's it's very different, and like I can I can relate to you in some points of going from being in the dressing room as a player and being in the dressing room as a coach or a manager. It's it's obviously yeah. you're you're very different in your kind of approach to it. Um, obviously you can be more relaxed. I'd say as a as a player and you'd be one of the kind of the characters in the dressing room <laughs> and I remember you came home from a match last year with a with a wet floor sign <laughs> do you want to do you want to elaborate a bit on that oh we were just messing I think down in Waterford and there was a wet floor sign I, I'm not saying that we did we didn't rob it we borrowed it we rented it and um, yeah it was just a laugh I think we wrote a lot of things on it and um, little quotes and stuff that we were saying throughout the year can you give us one of them one or two of them uh, we are out tonight as well. Um, I think get up downstairs is another one. Um, oh, there's a couple of crackers. It was funny. I think it was just throughout the year, just kind of we had them or whatever, and then we were just messing, and we just brought it back to the college. I think it's still in the room next to the yeah, the, the star room. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, uh, uh, but just we'll say that the bus had a wet floor, anyways, and that's why he's needed yeah, the sign. That's the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> why? Um, but I think like obviously being involved. Uh, I've played obviously across four years and then been involved with yourselves and been involved with the men's second team. Um, he's always had a great kind of buzz around the place on, on match days, on trips and stuff like that, singing songs, playing games and away trips. And I love all that because it takes away like from a bit of pre like You don't feel the pressure. Like It's all yeah. kind of enjoyment. And obviously we take it seriously and we go out to 
like not saying we have to win, but obviously we want to win, which is yeah. important to have that desire. But just to enjoy it as well. I remember, like, and I remember this one fondly that we went to Dundalk with eleven players, yeah. and we so obviously no subs, um, and you're kind of looking like they have a couple of decent players, and you're playing on a big pitch in Oriel, um, on the Astro. It's going to be hard to kind of last for ninety minutes without bringing on a sub. So you have to kind of play to play a certain way, and we went out and got the win, and that was great. Yeah. Um. Now, obviously, when you are playing when you were younger, um. What was your position by trade? Uh, it kind of changed. Um, I used to love playing out uh, on the right wing. That was always my my thing. And then played as a striker for a while. And then in the last like two or three years of playing, I played as a centre mid. Hmm. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I never thought it would be a position I like to play. Um, but no, I, I do like that. Now, if I was to play football again, I think I'd like to play as a, as a centre mid. Yeah. From that game in Oriel, was it? <laughs> so if for people that did, a lot of our games were away this year, and I think I've played AF nearly everywhere, uh, bar a goalkeeper, just because there was like I'm saying times where we've eleven, and there's times where we have to obviously play a certain way or to a diff, to a particular system, and just like uh, knowing you, and obviously that you've you've gone on, you're doing your B license. I know you understand the game, and there was times where. You're looking at you're looking around the dressing room or on the team. She's like, right, who can I get to do a job in a certain place that might not be yeah. natural for them, but they they can get through it. And that's where I would have pulled you around a lot because I knew you understood it and obviously done your best in every time that you did and got us through games and stuff and got us a couple of wins. Um, when then, so we, you finished playing. Obviously, you've gone to coaching. Um, I'd said like on a given week, you're you're really really busy. But people don't like when I say busy, like it's easy just to say the word. But can you just say, like, give us an example of a week on what you're doing between coaching, um, playing in the college, um, college work, B license assignments, yeah. everything? Give us a typical week. So, I obviously don't really live near Blanche, so it takes me like an hour and a half, two hours to get to college. So, I have to get up at six to, to go to college, or whatever. So, I usually get to drive the bus into college to whatever time. And then Monday is only is my only day that I don't even like I don't have it and so I usually go to the gym on a on a Monday evening when I come straight home from college and then a Tuesday then same again I'll go to college or whatever and on Tuesday nights I coach two teams so I'll have an under 10s and 11s first and then I'll coach my under 13 team I won't get home to like half nine or so and then college then on a Wednesday we coach in the skills then on a Wednesday in the college then Wednesday nights I'll go to the way up to dealer ways I won't get home till late. And then Thursdays, same again, up for college, go to college. Thursday nights, then I have my under-14 team. So I won't get home till late. And then Friday nights, um, Friday nights I'll go to MGL training. And then if Rovers are at home, I'll go to the Rovers game straight away after that. And then Saturday morning, so I work as well. Just have to... to yeah, you need to make so, that money. <laughs> so... On a Saturday morning, I have a girls' academy that I run with Tony that I said earlier. So I do that for an hour in the morning, and then I go to work at one till six, and then Sunday work. And then if I'm not working, um, if I have to take a day off work for like a gain or qualifier or whatever, I take that off. But I'd say now, now with the the women's national league and stuff starting back, if I'm not in work, I'll be at that. Or on a Saturday evening, I'll be I'll be at it at a game if they're at home or away or whatever to make it so yeah. that's what we mean when we say busy yeah um, there's not many people like trying to I can imagine any students was trying to juggle that amount of stuff and it's obviously 
it's obviously not easy, but you do it and obviously you keep, when we say do it, it's, you're not just kind of coasting through, you're keeping your standards up, doing well in college and doing well with the coach and stuff like that. So it's great to see. I think it's something that people could definitely, like, could take a leaf out of your book um, in terms of like juggling and time management and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'd no, say you don't know what to do yourself now with all the free time is. though. Yeah, it is difficult though. Like there is weeks where I'm like, oh, seriously, why? Like why do I even like bother or whatever? But like it is worth it and I, I love it. And it's just, you just have to make sure trying to like slot things into different times and when to when to get things done. And I think that's, it was like, I remember when the, when the B had just started and when we were, it was after it and we got the assignments and I was trying to slot, the, trying to get college assignments done with the UAPB assignments and then like going out to coach and, and it was just, it was just awkward. But I think, I think I need to, I think I know now myself what I have to mm. do and how to get it done. But yeah, I think, I think people should, like it is possible to do it and yeah. Yes, but once you, it's something that you enjoy as well. And I, yeah. I do believe that when it's something, when you're putting all that time into something you enjoy, that it doesn't really feel like work a lot of the time. No, um, obviously, now, like I said, there's times where it can get a bit like daunting when you have a lot of things going on. That's only natural. Yeah. I think it's human nature. But at yeah. the root of it all, you obviously do love what you do, and that's why you keep doing it. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, but I know you mentioned work as well. You've got a cool job. You work in Explorium. Yeah, I work in Explorium. Uh, in the sports science section and so basically that's like kind of football as well so we do have teams coming in and from like different clubs and then I do I coach sessions with them like different things like agility and speed and I do that in work so it that as well it's like everything's kind of just linked in together mm. like and it, it's enjoyable and it's the same kind of things like things you do in college like simple things like um like in, in work they were sending people off my section too like an fms thing but sure i'd already done it in college so like mm. it was handy but yeah now it's nice the way it kind of all goes hand in hand yeah so if people don't know what exploring is check it out it's cool yeah, it's sports science it i really want to go yeah you'll have you and tiff will have to come up <laughs> we went to tri- we went to try go before uh myself and tiff and jamie hollywood and his mrs serena oh yeah and then Tiff had America getting ready and we, and we couldn't go so uh, Jamie and Serena went but we'll we'll definitely make a point to go yeah. when we can yeah. yeah all these now there's no excuse not to do anything because you could just be like well yeah. remember the coronavirus when you couldn't do anything so yeah, now you exactly. have to do everything yeah, to. <laughs> um, yeah no that's the, you mentioned a little bit there so I wanted to finish up on obviously um, you've you do all this coaching and you're in the coaching degree um and we're talking about people kind of applying what they're learning, and you've mentioned a little bit about it and work. Um, how do you kind of like work aside your talking coach, and then like what have you kind of picked up through your degree? Little things you've learned that help you get uh, to where you are. Like there's like simple things, like even um, like you know, like doing fitness with players and different like testing. Like at the start of the season, doing testing with the MGL girls. Like I'd done all that in college or whatever, so it was handy. Like I knew what I was doing, and I knew how to like record it, or whatever, and then like simple things like I'm trying to think like we were doing um we're doing like a program or like you know like periodization things mm. we did a little bit of it like so I had to do that for my B so I knew how to do some of that like stuff from from college which was cool and like even even like then college going into football or football coming into college with like coaching or whatever we had to do an assignment there only a while ago for John Barry and it was like a testing of a team so it was grand like me and Nisha could could use my MGL team mm. They all knew how to do the testing because we've done it before with them, and it's it's good. Like it's good how it all like works hand in hand, like everything together. 
Yeah, and um, that's it, like, that it works like that. Because mm, like, that's what you're saying. It is important that, like, even though it, it falls in your favour, the things you do anyways kind of overlap with the, the material you're studying. But for people then who are doing the degree and if they might be interested in certain parts of it is testing, to go out and try and work with teams and do the testing and things like yeah. that and really apply your knowledge. Because book, obviously book learning and stuff like that, it can only do, do so much. Like you have to actually get out there in the field. Yeah. And that's invaluable experience and obviously something that you've uh, definitely taken on with all the things you do practically, which yeah. is great. Well, yeah, even with like um, the coaching and the skills and everything, like even though I coach outside things, like I still like still learn things from it and mm. different things. And, and John's good like that. John Byrne, he'll always like tell me, he'll pick up on little things and help me out, whatever. But yeah, like it's always a, constantly learning all the time you yeah. know like different like coaching environments or, and different coaching different things obviously but they're all quite similar in a way yeah that's it like john loves to say uh, every day is a skill day yeah you've know, <laughs> definitely heard him say that yeah. um but he's right he's right um and even jamie when i speak to him he's obviously gone to the top of the coaching badges um uh, yeah and he's still saying like there's always things to learn he said he'll take down uh, he'll take notes and things. He's watching matches if it's like uh, a League of Ireland game or an LSL game or something. If it's something he yeah. thinks is good, he'll take notes. So there's all, you can always learn from someone else or something yeah, else, which always. is important. Like, even with drills and things, I'll always like take drills down, or if I if I see something, I'll always like screenshot them or different things like that. Because everyone has like a different way of coaching. We always pick up on on little things and things like that, and then you can apply them then into your coaching or whatever and change it up a little bit. Mm. Right. Well, we'll finish up with. Um, the future. So you've okay. you've you're about to finish the B. Um, what's kind of next couple of years? Obviously, you still have uh, just over two years left of your degree. Just talk to us like for the next until you kind of get through toward second, toward and fourth year coaching. So what's your plans roughly? Um. Well, I think I'm gonna get more involved with the, with the national league. I'm gonna try put everything to one, um, one team. So want to finish things out and then hopefully see what happens and just focus on one thing rather than juggling everything all the time and um, I think I think I just yeah I think just sticking with one thing and then just go on with that hopefully and just yeah and then even like a simple thing like this summer um, I'm thinking on well I, I am going to I'm going to set up my own thing at summer camps oh really so, yeah yeah so that's what I'm going to do always, have you got a name a name for them yeah that's the thing I haven't picked it yet I'm trying to think of a name so if anyone has any names suggestions hit me up um, yeah and then hopefully then just do that for the summer because I've always worked through the camps for, for other people um, during the year so I'd love to, love to give it a go myself and, and see see what happens Like, yeah why not so suppose you've, you know, you've coached so many time. kids and all at this rate that you should have yeah. some, some customers ready to go like. yeah I should do <laughs> but yeah just and then just finish out the degree hopefully you know, do well in it and make sure I pass everything and get a good good degree and then hopefully then look for a job. <laughs> yeah, into the big bad world. Yeah, the big bad world. <laughs> right, yeah. well, Ev, thanks for giving us your time today. We really appreciate it and telling us your story and stuff. Um it was really, like obviously I know some of this already, but I hope for everyone listening that you still like take a bit of uh knowledge from it. Like we said, Ev we consider Ev as like one of our kind of role models as a student and as a coach and stuff like that so if you're ever looking for anything to do with coaching or women's football that's your person to hit up thanks so much for having me yeah. really appreciate it and just, just want to give people like an insight and show how like 
the different things from like playing to, to coaching and, and how it's how it's possible like in the female game and or if you are a girl or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. And for everyone for everyone listening at home, thanks for coming to our Tud Talk and we'll see you again soon.